0: Welcome to the New England Take, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. Be sure to get the back episodes of the show at nhtalkradio.com and subscribe to the New England Take on your favorite podcast platform. Excited so to be joined for the first time today, uh, New Hampshire Representative Keith Ammon, representing Hillsborough District 40. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, AJ. Thanks for having me.
0: So I specifically wanted to have on to talk about, I believe it was HB 1503. It's a uh, recent legislation introduced that you were the sponsor of regarding cryptocurrency in the state. And uh, it's it's something that's just... Catching all the headlines recently, crypto, uh, unfortunately, F- yeah. NFTs kind of went way over the edge and jumped the shark. But uh, cryptocurrency is not going anywhere as much as some people uh, wish the confusing aspect of it would uh, uh, would end. But it's becoming more and more mainstream over time. I mean, why did you feel like this was the, uh, the time to start introducing some specific legislation in the state?
1: Yeah, great question. Uh, So I've been promoting uh, cryptocurrency, digital currency in New Hampshire for maybe the last five or six years, maybe even longer than that. And uh, so this was an opportunity to, you know, advance the issue in the state Uh, cryptocurrency is the core of it is an invention that is on par with the invention of the internet. It's a big deal. And, You mentioned nfts there's some speculation some instruments that are very speculative that are related to cryptocurrency but at at its core you know the invention of bitcoin was the first uh back in 2009 and uh you know the creator of bitcoin took some off-the-shelf uh programming tools and put them together in such a way where it creates sort of like a an engine an economic engine that once it started, it's difficult to stop it, and all kinds of interesting additional layers can be built on top of it. So it's it's a big deal, and you know we can see that not only is it, you know, a, a staple of financial news networks now, lots of commercials on the TV, Super Bowl commercials, um, you know, lots of uh, financial advisors are advising it, and we even have some companies with significant cash reserves using it as a hedge against inflation. So it's, it's, um, you know, some people thought it might be a fad like Beanie Babies or something to that effect. Uh, but as time goes on, we can see that, no, it's a significant uh, innovation, sort of like a layer on top of the internet where people can own a portion of the network. And that that's a very powerful
0: thing. Yeah, definitely. And it's very interesting. I read the synopsis of the legislation, but can you break it down what it was, what the goal of it was to cover?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, advancing New Hampshire as sort of a, a a mecca for being friendly to cryptocurrencies, digital assets, uh, that was the general idea Um We were one of the first in 2017. We passed a bill that would exempt uh, cryptocurrency uh, transactions from money transmitter laws. That was kind of one of the first bills in the country back in 2017. And I happened to be a co-sponsor of that bill back then. Uh, Since then, Wyoming, the state of Wyoming, has sort of, uh, they they adopted the same piece of legislation or similar. And then they've also advanced uh, becoming sort of a, a cryptocurrency-friendly state. You know, their uh, regulations, their legal jurisdiction uh, is very welcoming to cryptocurrency. And this was sort of a an attempt to catch up and uh, do it from a Northeast position where we have uh, you know very favorable laws in New Hampshire currently. We have uh, one of the best trust laws in the country, in our state. And uh, so it was a little bit of an attempt to play catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Lindholm was the state rep in Wyoming that introduced some legislation back in 2018. And, uh, I had been in talks with him to sort of adapt it to, uh, New Hampshire and, uh, you know, uh, piggyback on some of the innovations that they've been happening there, uh, that they've been, uh, introducing there. Um, and then we, of course we put sort of our New Hampshire spin on it. Just, you
0: know,
1: three originally was, uh, a bill to exempt uh, tokens from state securities laws. So t- tokens with consumable uh, consumable uh, features would be exempt from from uh, sorry uh, securities laws. So that was the original bill. and then it got expanded into also adopting a first draft of something called the Uniform Commercial Code, the UCC there's a there's a there's the uniform law commission they develop the ucc most states adopt their uh their regulation and they have a new article 12 that deals with something called controllable electronic records which is sort of charles cryptocurrencies digital assets nfts you know any kind of record that's controllable by you know p- possessing the key to it um, it lays down guidelines for mainly institutions to custody those assets and uh, you know, with, with the eye of uh, maintaining consumer protection
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, best practices around custodying those things. So uh, that's the second half of 1503 and it would put New Hampshire at the forefront of adopting that type of legislation.
0: Yeah, and consumer protection is really important. I mean, as we, as I joked about at the beginning, NFTs basically turned into this huge speculative market that uh, blew up, and uh, so many people lost so much money. Uh, I mean, what are some specific ways that the that the the state can work to protect consumers from getting scammed by these these new currencies? Because there's especially there's so many of them. I mean, the, the more legit, more accepted ones widespread are like Ethereum and Bitcoin. But there's there's so many different coins out there nowadays.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the old adage that goes back uh, to the ancient times, caveat emptor certainly applies to the cryptocurrency space. There's a lot of speculation. It is open source software. So if you understand what that means, anybody can copy the code and create their own flavor of a digital token. And so there definitely is, uh, there are some bad actors in the space. They tend to be uh, fly by night. You know, they're here today, gone mm-hmm. tomorrow we saw that during 2017 with Ethereum and something called the ICO craze. So initial coin offerings, instead of initial public offerings, they were called initial coin offerings. And these were different coins that were built on the Ethereum blockchain and kind of released as like the next big thing. So um, really, and and we see the NFT craze is sort of like the the second coming of the ICO craze. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not that, it's not that these things aren't long-term valuable. These concepts, these uh, you know, these technologies—they're not long-term. They—they they are, in my opinion, long-term valuable. But we're going to see some uh, some of the frothy speculation is going to bubble up and shake out. But over time, like an NFT is really a token that represents either a piece of digital property or it could also represent. Down the road, it could represent physical property. So you can imagine, uh, you know, the title to your house, instead of being written on a piece of paper and filed with, you know, the office in town, it could be registered on a blockchain as a token and as a non-fungible token that it only represents your property. And uh, because it's programmable, you could imagine some kind of transfer tax being built into it, so that every time the property changes hands, a small percentage goes to the state. Uh, you know, as a part of uh, you know supporting the the regulating of it. So, NFTs, you know, sometimes they represent silly pictures of gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, uh, Melania Trump was putting out an NFT at one point. So, there's a lot of uh, experimentation in the world of NFTs, but. The the general idea is very powerful. It represents ownership over property that can't be disputed and can be easily verified.
0: And something, as as you said, is definitely going to be changing over time. I mean it's fascinating just the the changes that have happened over the last like three years, I mean, uh, which is when I kind of became a little more aware of what's going on with it and the – just off the walls uh, changes to the worth of Bitcoin has definitely gone to show that too. Um, I mean at the state level, I mean, is there anything you feel like they could that the uh, that the legislature the executive branch could do to kind of assist with stabilization of this at all? Do you feel like it should be entirely hands off as much as possible?
1: Uh, so just like the internet in the very beginning, uh, I don't know. You might be a little younger than I am. I, I can't tell for sure by your voice, but I remember when the internet was first coming out, people were wondering, like, what is this good for? And how can people make money off of it? Like, nobody knew. There was a lot of talk about, like, what, what are we doing with the internet? It was, uh, AOL and some static web pages with links. You know, it wasn't very, uh, obviously useful. And we're sort of in that same, that same stage with, uh, digital assets and cryptocurrency. Uh, the the people that are forward-thinking can see a big, like, civilizational changing application for this technology. But right now, we're seeing a lot of experimentation. People are trying to use it for different things. Uh, And some of that, unfortunately, is, you know, not friendly to consumers that aren't, uh, you know, fully aware of the risks. And so the... There's a saying in uh, cryptocurrency, you know, parlance, it's D-Y-O-R, do your own research. Mm-hmm. N- never take anybody else's advice on this, but make sure if you're going to spend money, especially money that you're worried about losing, you want to definitely dig into uh, a, a, an NFT offering, an ICO offering, or any kind of crypto offering. Uh, I, I'm more of like an old school bit corner, Um, You know, Bitcoin was the original invention. If you understand how the blockchain is mined and how the incentive system operates around Bitcoin, it really is a fundamentally transformational technology. And all these other things are built on top of it. They're sort of, uh, you know, crumbs in the beard of Bitcoin, if you will. So if you do your own research, you want to dig down into... of the fundamentals you know not everybody's a programmer not everybody can understand some of these abstract concepts but you want to dig down so you're confident that what investment you're making has a good foundation to it and not everybody does that people are enticed by quick get rich quick schemes you know that's been the case since probably the beginning of the world right so
0: oh yeah uh, and it can't be helped when you, you see that just the crazy numbers. You're seeing a Bitcoin going up and down that it makes people just like, oh, maybe I'll throw a couple thousand dollars there. And and then a lot of times it's like money they couldn't afford to lose. When, if it doesn't pass the sniff test. Never invest money you
1: can't afford to lose. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. It's not yeah, the 401k. That's rule by.
1: number one. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not your rent money. It's not your mortgage money. You know, it's your coffee money. You know, that's what I tell people. Um, there's something called dollar cost averaging. And again, you can speculate on some of these newer coins. Some of them have very innovative new twists on the idea of a blockchain. So there's, there's some out there that have like legitimately interesting innovations on built on top of the Bitcoin, uh, you know, foundational idea. Um, Bitcoin has the largest network. It has the largest hash power, which is, you know, how many computers are, uh, are, analyzing and validating the next block. So um, you have to understand concepts like decentralization, uh, hash power, uh, Bitcoin especially has something called the proof of work Mm. consensus mechanism. Proof of work means computers are crunching um, numbers to try to validate the next block. Computers require electricity to run. And so there's some energy involved in computing Uh, the the next Bitcoin block validating it. But the the brilliant thing about it is it ties the virtual world to, it binds the virtual world to the physical world with Bitcoin. And so there's other consensus mechanisms out there like proof of stake, avalanche consensus. There's other twists on how do you achieve consensus in a decentralized network. But the the original idea behind Bitcoin is pretty amazing that it ties the, the virtual world to the physical world. And I don't think I don't think many people appreciate that that it gives Bitcoin a very solid foundation that's difficult to undermine.
0: I'm uh, I'm 35, just so so you know. So I like I <laughs> the the internet was basically there already by the time I, I came of age. essentially like it, like right. When I You're a digital.
1: A di- Digital native is what they say, right? Exactly. So that's like I graduated IMDb. from high school yeah. and
0: Facebook was there. It was the like the first couple of years of Facebook really blowing up in 2006. And this yep. this move really reminds me a lot from this, this getting a little wonky in the tech sphere, which I, which I also do for a fair bit of work in. It, it reminds me a lot of the move to the cloud. It, it's because blockchain is a lot yeah. more than just some money or some – uh, digital images with DRM protection on it like there there's hospitals that are looking to use this technology in order to store their data in more locations so it's not just stuck on this one server that if it goes down they've lost all that information
1: Yeah, so that's the idea of decentralization So e- even a cloud service they'll have they'll geolocate they'll geocolocate, their server, so they'll have yeah. a server in the U.S. and Europe and in it's Asia. It's like you know, having like your paperwork
0: in two filing cabinets in different buildings, essentially.
1: Yeah, but so, in the case of Bitcoin especially, and and some of the other more decentralized networks, it's literally like having your data, like water, all over the planet. So, if you think about the, the moon, and its effect on the tides around the earth right it's it's a force on the internet that's sort of analogous to that where it's always there even if half of the planet got hit by an asteroid it would still be recoverable and you know fully functional so uh, it's decentralization to an extreme where it's literally like water on the internet
0: so I know New Hampshire's early when it comes to legislation getting uh, put together. One of the early states doing s- stuff in this realm. I mean, looking forward, I mean, where do you see where where do you hope states to be uh, really in in investigating into ways of uh, assisting with building this technology up or regulating this technology for consumer protections? Begin once again, like five years or something
1: that's a good question. I I guess I think about it like um, this is a new form of capital. It's like uh, a digital form of gold in some respects. And this capital is, you know, there's a saying that capital goes where it's welcome. Uh, And uh, this kind of capital flows over borders globally very easily, right? It's, It's like sending an email to someone on the other side of the planet, right? It's, it moves that quickly. So if you want to attract that capital to your, uh, to your state or to your location, you have to understand it. You have to appreciate uh, you know, the, the fundamentals of it, and then make sure that your regulation isn't stifling to not only the current state of innovation, but the potential future state of innovation. So, You know, it's a big, it's a big big, uh, task to undertake. But in in my view, the the localities that do that the best are going to end up being the wealthiest and the most innovative uh, of anywhere on the planet. And there's sort of a race going on, not only between states but between countries, to you know make sure that they have a good handle on not scaring away not only the innovation but also the capital that the innovation sort of represents.
0: Uh, how do you feel like with regards to maybe uh, especially for consumers to have protection from corporations? There was talk about a couple of years ago about like Facebook back when it was Facebook and not Meta w- was wanting to get into the crypto sphere with their own money. I mean, do, do you feel like that's something yeah. that the government should really keep a keen eye on?
1: Yeah, so it's so interesting. Um, so again, I'll go back to Bitcoin, and there's a thousand clones of Bitcoin, right? It's, yeah. There's a bunch of like, there's a, some some a few interesting knockoffs, and then there's a lot of like, just copycat, you know, it's a uh, you know cheap brand name pocketbooks compared to like the original brand, right? Mm-hmm. That, that kind of uh, knockoff. Um, so the uh, the idea is that it's. <laughs> It's such a, um, it's such a broad topic that, uh, you don't want to try to put it in a box. It, It doesn't really look like any other financial, uh, product or, you know, derivative of a financial product. It's a new thing. That's kind of got its own characteristics and, uh, fundamentally behind it is this form of game theory. It's, uh, Putting incentives. Uh, so the actors on the network don't know each other. They don't trust each other, but the protocol allows them to work together and uh, you know, aligns their incentives. And that's a really interesting thing to see it play out as it goes from, you know, a, uh, a nerdy uh, side project to eventually challenging uh, state, potentially state currencies or nation state currencies. So with Meta, they were looking to do uh, their own controlled version of a cryptocurrency. And I think what happened was that freaked out nation states around the world that if Facebook did that, they they could directly challenge because they have billions of people already in their network, right? And if you understand the network effect, like that's a very powerful thing to leverage. But I think what happened was they freaked out uh, countries around the world to an extent where they had to pull back if they wanted to preserve their, you know their their original business model of having a social media network. So it's very interesting to see how it plays out.
0: Yeah, and, and f- other countries, especially in developing nations, even uh, third world nations. I mean. Uh... Mobile devices are primarily what a lot of people use. Instead of having like a debit or a credit card, they're using WhatsApp to transfer money or Venmo and various services like that where these countries are already relying a lot on this multinational, massive corporation to control how their existing money go gets transferred from person to person or company to company, let alone adding yeah. in their own dollar essentially is what it would end up being because they're – Right. Yeah. Facebook is as big as a, a lot of countries
1: it is and they were talking about doing like a basket of country, of of currencies to uh, you know sort of uh, back up their uh, it was called the Libra I believe yes was the, the name of the currency they were floating and so you know we have uh, the IMF has had a, a similar idea for the last few years not related to a digital currency but having I think they're called special drawing rights you know it was a an idea of having a basket of currencies instead of just the u.s dollar um so these are these are really you know currency is kind of the foundational language for all humans to, to to communicate value to each other right like it's the original social network right it's just numbers uh but it does represent how I value something when I purchase it from you and you valuing something when you sell it to me, you know, for a price. So it, it's really like the original social media network around the world, even when it was just gold, you know, gold and silver. Um, so it's money is something that we haven't really thought about too much, at least from the American's perspective. But this whole conversation about cryptocurrency really leads to, Asking the question, you know, what is money? What is the definition of money? And what, you know, what purpose does it serve? And what qualities should it have? And uh, you know, that's very interesting. You know, that's a rabbit hole to go down and uh, investigate.
0: New Hampshire res- Representative Keith Ammon, representing Hillsborough, in the, which is District 40 here in New Hampshire. Where can people uh, follow you and get more information about what you're up to?
1: Yeah, that's a, so. I have a website. It's Ammon A M M O N for New dot com, and then I also I'm fairly active on Twitter. Um, some of it's political stuff, <laughs> but uh, a lot of a lot of uh, cryptocurrency comments. And that's Rep R E P Keith K E I T H Ammon A M M O N. So Rep Keith Rep Keith Ammon uh, on Twitter.
0: And you're definitely a fun follow on there. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks, AJ. It was fun.
0: You're listening to New England Take and WKXL.